Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello world, this is T.J. Morris, also known as Teresa J. Morris, Psychic Ascension Psychic here. And uh, while I'm studying on my spiritual journey, I've met a lady named Suzanne Wyman Flynn in California. We didn't meet in person, we actually met in cyberspace. And normally we'll have a lot of people waiting, but I was late today. Uh, Actually, I have a deal with time and space. And uh, I last I looked, it was 11.49. I started reading because I love to study. And lo and behold, but I kept sending Suzanne a message to call me, and she did. She's the one that got me to show up today. So I'm not sure what we're going to do today because this may not be a good time uh, for everybody since uh, I was late which may be one thing, and no one is here to read. So I'm going to have to just have Suzanne come on here and entertain us on our spiritual journey that will be out there for all the world to hear and see while we learn about each other. So let me get Suzanne on here. Suzanne Wyman Flynn of California. Always been of California, haven't you? (laughs) I have. TJ, how are you today? Thank you for having me on the show, and I actually have the show written. I actually wrote a show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. uh, We're all all set. So I've got a topic, and I've got uh, my sources, and I've got it all written out, so we're, we're set to go. Whoa, that's amazing. Well, good. This is our first show, uh, October 1st, so we're going to try something with uh, me and Suzanne being a sender and receiver, and this is a journey, folks. It's also, I guess you could say, a quantum test with the absolute, everything outside of time and space, because I apparently stay out there. (laughs) I don't know if that's good or bad, but... Uh, I have to have somebody, you know, cast a net like and reel me in so I can uh, be in a 3D reality. I don't know if that's because of my out-of-body experiences, my near-death experiences, or uh, some people think I'm programmed working with the government, but I never did MK Ultra. I did Majestic, and my name was Magic. But let's turn the show over to Suzanne because this is – I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for – her, because I, even though I pay for all the tools, and I don't mind doing that for American Communications Online, if I have someone that enjoys my company. So that's Aww. the only reason I'm showing up is because Suzanne seems to want to follow up on this. So, Suzanne, it's October 1st, 2020. You take mm-hmm. it away. We have absolutely no nobody on the board. It could be the universe set it up that way because I happen to believe in God and mm-hmm. as the absolute or the all that is. So I'm going to turn it over to you. And you wrote something, so let's see see what we're going to do today. Let's see what it develops into over time. Maybe the universe can use it. And I'm going to call in on the other show. Okay. But I'll be listening while I'm calling in because I have to set this this phone for just keeping us online. Okay. But go ahead. So um, I'm going to talk about the concept of psychometry. And it was a concept that was written and defined by a man by the name of Joseph Rhodes Buchanan. And it, it means the measuring of the soul. So 
I think a lot of people have seen psychometrization done or they um, think that they understand what psychometry is and they actually haven't gone through any um, formal training for the process. And so um, psychometry is the reading of an inanimate object and um, taking that information and then doing a reading for a person. And so the common objects used for psychometry, psychometrization is cell phone, keys, photograph, signature, and jewelry. So each one of those, um, and, and if you're somebody who's gone to a lot of different psychics, you probably at some point or another have had somebody ask you, can I hold your keys? So when you use your keys, you're using those keys to open up different um, points of entry. And, you know, obviously in the concept of metaphysics, we don't really believe any door is ever locked to us. And so when you put together a key, you're taking and opening it, and it is open to you. So it holds a ton of information, because think about the process that you go through when you take out that key and you open a door. Everybody has a cell phone today, and that's my, that is my favorite object to use for um, a reading of psychometrization, is to hold somebody's cell phone, because everybody talks on the cell phone. Everybody sends messages, and I don't look at the cell phone. In fact, somebody could place it inside of a fabric bag and hand it to me, and I could read the cell phone from inside that bag. Photographs, um, everybody, of course, understands the theory of a photograph. A photograph is, um, you know, it captures your image, and, of course, we all have that uh, information that we were given when we were quite young that indigenous people did not want their photograph taken because they believed that they would lose their soul. Turns out, even if they were primitive individuals, they still had a deep understanding of that there was some aspect of their soul that was captured in that process. And jewelry, jewelry, of course, makes a lot of sense. Uh, you wear jewelry, jewelry is status, jewelry um, is a marker, a wedding band, you know, a timepiece. So, um, and of course you wear it all the time, so it picks up a lot of your energy, and it's metal, so it's quite absorbent for energy. And then the final thing is signature, and I don't think people give much thought to their signature, and that's probably my second most common thing to use, um, is to have somebody take and sign their name on a piece of paper, and then I take and I write about them, holding on to that signature, and then... <clears throat> And then afterwards, I give them the reading, what I wrote down about them. And then, of course, they get to keep the piece of paper, so it's a nice it's a nice way. I can't tell you how many people I've met over the years that have met with me, and they said, you know, you said exactly the same thing when I met with you years ago, and they take out this old piece of paper out of their wallet. And lo and behold, I have said almost exactly word for word the same thing. So um, I personally um, was taught, by a master metaphysician named Milton Schwartz in Santa Monica, California. And um, he started me on the journey of understanding how to use psychometrization. And he had a little visualization technique and that you sit down and you imagine that your nose is gold and your left hand is green and then you hold the object 
and then you just trust the imagery that comes to you. And a lot of different things happen in that process. Some people have a very visual experience. And I think that one of the most important parts of that process is learning how to decipher what actually you're actually seeing. So, um, you know, if I take an object and the first thing I see is water, I know that this is a person who has a lot of emotions going on. So, and then I'll look for the next sign. And the next sign, you know, might be a color. And so the next color would tell me, oh, this is where the information is being held. It's being held in the first chakra. And so on and so forth until you build a story. But if you've been doing it for decades, you um, eventually are able to just assimilate that information really rapidly. So um, you get the imagery. You trust the imagery. As soon as you start doubting the imagery, questioning it, or trying to... Hey. TJ, are you there? Yeah. Did you invite uh, uh, your husband? Is 3148 your number? He's listening. He's listening in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just checking. I'll go back off. So trust the imagery that comes to you. Just really trust it. It could be visual. It could be auditory. It could be a smell. Um, <clears throat> let's let's put the concept of psychometrization into the most simplistic sense. Um, it's electricity, okay? People emanate electricity, and the objects hold the electricity, and um, or it's an electric snapshot, if you will. So energy is um, electric, and how a person emanates that energy is caught on the objects they use regularly. So let's say that you want to get a you want somebody to do psychometry on you and do a psychometry reading for you. What's what's the best approach? I want you to be open. I want you to uncross your arms, and um, I want you to maybe step outside your comfort zone and step out of um, a position of where you think you know what's going on. And if you normally offer um, your signature or your telephone, offer your offer a piece of jewelry. Um, and be aware that it is a very self-conscious process and really try to relax. When I sit down to do this process, I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with a group of people and I'll go to do the reading on one person and I'll tell them that and the person sitting next to them, who's their best friend or a spouse, will say, oh no, that's not true, that's not you. And the person will look at them and they go, no, that's true, that's me. So... Um, I think I think in doing the process, having confidence, and um, just just saying saying what it is that you see and you feel is really a powerful tool because the person sitting in front of you may not always want to admit if there's another person around or even admit to you. I have to say that I use psychometrization in my work on a regular basis when I meet with people in person. It is my very first choice for doing cold readings. It is perhaps the most um, powerful tool that I have because everybody can sign their name, everybody has a cell phone, everybody has a set of keys, 
Um, everybody is wearing some small piece of jewelry on them. <clears throat> so I really, I really like to say that I'm the expert on doing uh, cold readings because a cold reading is where you have no information about the person in front of you. You don't know anything about them. Uh, and obviously I do cold readings on the telephone because in that situation I am I'm talking with somebody. I don't I, I have no idea. They could give me a, a name that isn't theirs, they could give me um an age that isn't theirs. Why they would do that I have no idea. But basically I'm talking with somebody on the phone, I'm just trusting that the energy that comes through is accurate and I do the reading based on that point. <clears throat> so um when you're when you're given an object and you you just take there is a there is a what they call a free form association process somebody takes and places the object inside of your hand you hold it and then you just um start start saying the things out loud that you pick up you know this is probably the most effective way to learn how to do it and to practice and by the way there's never any shortage of people to uh, practice on because people love to talk about themselves so you hold the object and then you just sort of do it you know um, very very quickly and very directly trusting that process and say exactly what you see and when you're beginning to do the process, some of the information is more raw, and then as you get uh, more practice at it, it gets more refined. So I do this type of a reading in a party setting, and um, I, I, just, I read about a game, uh, which was kind of an interesting thing to read about. In France in the 1920s, they had a, a parlor, they called it a parlor game, Obviously, the parlor is an antiquated word which nobody even thinks about any longer. But I think today we would call the parlor the trophy room, that living room or that part of the living room which is always kept very nice and it's only used for special occasions uh, or for important things. And so they had this game, and what it was is that each person came in, and, and I do this for parties. Uh, I just did this recently for a party. You take out the same paper and the same envelopes and the pens, and each person takes and signs their name on the piece of paper, and then they seal it in the envelope, and then I have a stack of envelopes. And then what you do is you take and you hold the envelope up to your, um, you hold it up to your third eye, and you write down the very first, the very first word that comes to mind, the first word. You don't edit it, you don't do anything, and then you pass it to the next person. They do the same thing. It works best in a group of people no larger than 12. Um, I have seen it done in larger groups, but for some reason or another, it just gets too chaotic. Um, <clears throat> usually, almost always, there's a person in the group that will hear the list of characteristics and say, oh, that is so-and-so they'll know who it is, which I always find that part. I think that's the most interesting part of the whole story. The second part of the story, which is really interesting, so you get the envelope with your name on it because all of the all of the signatures are in the same size envelope and then they're um, sorted, mixed up. And take the envelope, put it to your forehead, and write down the first thought, and then you pass it 
on to the next person, and everybody in the room makes a comment about themselves. But the one that I thought was the most interesting, I had a, um, a bridal shower, and one of the women in the um, one of the women in the group took and wrote kale. So I thought, well, that's that's kind of interesting, kale. Um, but it it was spelled K-A-L-E. That's what she wrote about herself. But her son's name is Kale, K-A-I-L. So um, it, it was it was interesting. Even she was very surprised by that. So that's the fun part of the game. Um, so um, here's here's probably one of the most. Um, I don't know if it's the most enjoyable story, but it's the first story that comes to mind uh, of where I did these type of readings. I did a party for the author, Dean Koontz, and he gave me a watch to do a reading on, and the watch stopped. Oh, my gosh. And so what a great guy. What a great family. What a wonderful wife and everything else. And he asked me, I don't suppose psychics have insurance. This is a Rolex. And, of course, psychics don't have insurance for those sort of mishaps. But uh, the uh, watch worked out just fine. My favorite thing, of course, about doing psychometry is that it's um, it's always new, it's always fresh, and um, and it's just as unique as the person who's in front of me. So um, that's our lesson for today on psychometrization. And I'm kind of hoping that TJ will join me again on the um, show. Let's see if I can. Okay, I had two people from New York. Yeah, but they both fell off now. (laughs) They were here, so we could have done some readings. But what I'm studying right now, uh, let's see, I've done a lot with my Ascension Psychic Awakening classes. So if some of you guys do want to call in, uh, we have a lot of listeners over eight years from New York, but I didn't really know if they'd show up during the day because I usually do night readings. So uh, (laughs) Suzanne and I have been together since april but uh we're just we're we're organizing a whole new reality folks as most of you know in 2020 and uh, let me get uh rich on here because rich is a psychic and uh an intuitive artist and he does artist in the moment so uh let me let rich introduce himself because he's helping us me with some of our volunteer associations uh rich can you hear me yeah, hi, TJ. How are you? <laughs> oh, actually really good. Just trying to keep my mind focused right here for Suzanne. Uh, but uh, would you like to help us build our future together with our uh, psychic awakening classes and our mystics? Because in your mind's eye, when you see things and put them on paintings, uh, I would like to assist our association and fundraisers with your help by getting other cities involved that we can get you transported to either psychically <laughs> with a postcard or something are actually in a location. So if you don't mind, I haven't had either one of you introduce yourselves, but uh, why don't you see if you can do a, a proper introduction to this reality on 10 2020 and give a little background, and then let's go into what you've been doing uh, with uh, our elder of our association, Jack, and how you have uh, come to be the infamous or famous, whichever way you want to go, 
artist because your art is absolutely fantastic. And I'm still waiting on mine from Jack, for, hopefully for a hundred dollars. <laughs> but we'll see. And we'll see. I'm, I'm working on the negotiation, but he had to go sell a house. So, in the meantime, give us an update on you and uh, and Uncle Jack and what we're trying to do here with the Ace Folklife Society, if you don't mind. All right. Well, my name is Rich Flynn, and I'm known as the painter of the moment. I paint live weddings and events. I'm at richflynn.com, and I'm sitting out here with my uncle, our teacher, Jack Rutherford, here in Dana Point, California, and... We started out, well, he started out teaching me 35, 40 years ago in outside of Malaga, Spain, and now we're sitting on Malaga Street here in Dana Point, and so... <laughs> wow, that's weird. <laughs> that's major weird. Isn't that wild? Wow, well, reality. That. Yeah, three-dimensional. Yeah, we make things happen for ourselves, don't we? Amazing. Yeah. All right. So inside time and space. Keep going, though. I want to make sure we can, you know, we can all combine today on October 1st. It's a special day. Well, keep telling oh, us about you and your story and how y'all wound up over the weekends painting by cities. But keep going. Tell us more about you and Jack, what we're doing well, today. We, we were uh, invited to go to Huntington Beach, California, to paint on the street. Right side, right outside of Surf City Ale House, which is a new restaurant opening up on Main Street in Huntington Beach. And so it was me, Jack Rutherford, and Ski Ellis who are on the streets painting and attracting a crowd. And we're and we're uh, commissioned by the city to go out and uh, sort of make something look like it's happening on the street. And I think it was a big success. They had us out there two weekends in a row. And we got to sit and talk to people and paint and show our work and just interact with people and make people uh, just give them another angle for their day as they go when they walk the streets or to go have dinner or go uh, get something to drink. It was a beautiful setting. We all had a really good time. Wonderful. Well, I was hoping that Stan and Tara uh, Freeze of California with their entertainment production company, they're great organizers. They're very well known. They're beautiful people, folks, in California. And they're part of our association by agreement to help us. So maybe between them and then my little TJ Marsh agency in Florida, we can get this going to help twenty the rest of 2020, but mainly 2021 so we can start filling our calendar but I'd mm-hmm. like to know is if you and Jack uh, will you only go certain places or are you willing to uh, you know right now if you could just travel close by I guess due to COVID-19 and do other cities but uh, also I'd like to know if uh, if Stan and Tara can book uh, Suzanne and you both at other cities with me if you know if oh, that yeah, makes absolutely. any sense. Somebody okay. pays our fare. Yeah, we're happy to be there. Here, say hi to Jack. He's going off to Malaga, Spain tomorrow. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Yeah, let's let Jack get some airtime here, if you don't mind. Jack, <laughs> can right. you talk oh. for a minute? Oh yeah, sure. Be happy to. <clears throat> so um, I have to head back to Spain now because probably you know takes up my house and all that sort of thing. And uh Okay, so speak up a little it. bit. Uh, Pick up a little bit. Use your radio voice. It's sort of like yelling across the banister to the street when you're talking on radio. Okay. Okay. That's that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's on the balcony. Uh, So anyway, I'm looking forward to coming back here. But uh, up to now, I won't be there next week. But 
uh, I'm sure that uh, Rich will. And uh, it's really a, really a good venue, and the people seem to enjoy it a great deal. You know, they stop and they talk to us, and they're inter- you know quite interesting seeing an artist's work. It's good for it's good for the pueblo, and it's good for the uh, uh, the restaurant behind us and all that. It generates quite a bit of interest. Mm-hmm. It does. So, Wonderful. Are you going to be thing. flying? You're 90 years old, are you not? You're 90 years old, flying across the world back to Spain. Exactly, <laughs> Your jet yeah, setter, yeah, I understand. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'm going to be this in just another day. <laughs> Tomorrow I take off in the Just another in the day. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the, right. But they uh, they take good care of you, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's, uh, well, who's going to help you? Apparently, you still walk and paint pretty good. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is yeah every... Okay. No All your plumbing still works. So, Well, yeah, you're yeah. an excellent teacher, I guess, so... Uh, we look forward to having you back in the United States, Jack. And I was hoping maybe you'd stay with Suzanne and Rich uh, so we can get this organization going for all our starving artists around the world, but especially well, here in the USA. <laughs> well, that's, that's no problem. Rich is going to be here, and he's a good, he's a good spokesman for the, uh, the group of artists that are down there. And so uh, he, he should be able to give you all kinds of information about it. And uh Great. He's probably going to, he's going to continue it. Right now, I'm headed tomorrow morning. I'm headed back to Spain for a while. So that's going to be a little break. I've got a house back there I have to sort out. And uh, then, then we'll see where we go from there. I don't have much, uh, you know, much, uh, much uh, future uh, projection to know what's going to happen next. <laughs> that's that. Well, I hope, I'm hoping you're going to get me back into painting, and I hope we can do it via Zoom meetings like everybody – even the court systems, I found out through my attorneys that uh, they're using it for the court systems. They don't even have wow. to show up in court anymore. So uh, wow. we can do Zoom uh, paint by number. Or I used to watch this gentleman on TV. I think his name was Wood. I forgot. But does anybody mm-hmm. else in TV land remember how they would go on TV and show you how to paint? Uh, but you can. You, it's. I, I'm looking forward to learning your process jack so hopefully yeah. <laughs> with the ace folk life our art culture and education you know we'll have plenty of people that maybe show up as volunteers on the streets to help but we need to have a roster and get their names and email addresses and see if they want to mm-hmm. participate in our online courses with you uh when yeah. you get back and uh maybe well, uh, rich will keep keep a uh what do they call those a clipboard you know so yeah, pe- yeah. a paper mm-hmm. old old paper and pen out on his uh, folder table, you know, where uh, maybe Suzanne can attract attention doing readings, you know. <laughs> so they always idea. like yeah. people doing readings. They, that helps get people alive and stirred up again because <clears throat> we're going to need a lot of stirring up the people and getting them to pay attention to our starving artists. And uh, right. well, I'm sure we're going to have musicians too. But uh, Jack, how long did you live in Spain? Because I've, lately, Spain, since I've been talking to you, has been coming up a lot in my life. Well, I, so I've, I've actually resided there for over 20 years. So that's He's a, been there. Uh, wow. A home, home, I, home base. Yeah, Jack, you've been there since that's 78, it. 42 years. 42 years. Well, there, there yeah. you go. <laughs> that's, that's, that's wow, 42 years. Yeah, yeah, a long time. And uh, I have a nice place, and I taught a school there also. Let's see. Uh, I had a center, the Arts and Growth Center, 
which I'll probably be opening up in one way or the other again when I get back. And, uh, oh, so wonderful. Uh, so the so school was very successful. And uh, then uh, that was because uh, I've I shown paintings all over Europe as, as a result of the activities. So it's been very good for me. I, I quite enjoyed it. And uh, now, now well, I hear the, uh, the latest. The, I hear the, the doggies. Thing, course, yeah, well, it's <laughs> across the street, every time they walk by, it's automatic. The dog goes off. <laughs> <laughs> Talk shows live, folks. Well, this is Florida, and they're in California, and Jack's fixing to head to Spain and uh, hopefully get all his his, uh, family cataloging what artwork he has left. Now, Jack, I was really concerned about getting uh, your artwork uh, back into the United States because you were born in the United States, aren't you? I want to make sure... So you're an American artist, and nowadays in our philanthropy and our setting up estates, I don't know how much it's going to cost to get all your artwork here or if you're going to have to trust somebody in your family to uh, number and catalog it and consign it or if you can bring one of those black things maybe over. I don't know the sizes. Maybe you can bring the smaller ones packed up back with you. My daughter had a big black thing that zipped all the way around with a handle on it. You know what I'm talking about? You can get two or three of those. Actually, it's it's better in a way because I have a lot of work stored in uh, La Manzanilla. And that's where I was living before I came here to uh, Dana Point. And so I have uh, with a fellow artist there, uh, a a woman by the name of Mazinka, who has uh, quite a number of my works stored with her right now in in La Manzanilla. You know, the museums may give an auction house with a minimum bid if they don't make it like a silent auction, and you can have all of them displayed with your family if a family has a house big enough, or uh, even with the COVID-19 down, you may could do a Zoom uh, presentation with uh, me and Rich and Suzanne and have a silent auction, or either just have them you know, see what we can get, but if they don't give you what your minimum bid is. I've done a lot of those for artists in, uh, over the years, working with Whoa. cities. And, yeah, with Bill Monroe uh, Foundation, because we had artists, and my husband was an artist, so I've got all kind of ways to help counties and cities uh, fundraising, mm-hmm. you know. And well, so uh, some of awesome, awesome, yeah. Go ahead and that's think awesome. about – yeah, you've got all kind of ways to get people to uh, know that uh, Jack. Jack, what is your middle name? Harris. 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 H-A-R-R-I-S. Jack Harris Rutherford. So that's uh, the okay. name. Uh, can you say it, Suzanne, for me, the full name yeah. so people can hear? Sure. Jack Harris Rutherford from Long Beach, California. And he's been an artist for uh, more than 50 years now. And what year uh, was he born and uh, did he grow up here? And we can have a whole new uh, show for Jack when he returns. But uh, did when did he move? You said 42 years. Uh, Jack, we're going to – I have a little trouble hearing Jack, but – I know. Uh, he, moved to Mex- he moved to Mexico, and he lived in Mexico, and then uh, – he was part of an artist movement down there, and then he took and he um, moved to Spain, and he set up a um, 
basically a spiritual concept for um, people to get in touch with their artistry and to reconnect with nature. It was yoga and art classes and being with one with nature. And he did that for many years in Spain. Wonderful. I hope that's what we're going to do in California. I hope you can do it here in Florida or teach me how. Uh, I don't know if my skills will come back or not, but I'm hoping my skills and we'll do a a franchise type of situation in this spiritual community. I work here with a girl named Erica Booser Haney that already has two spiritual uh, conventions a year. And I know she would just be delighted to have artists show up and do spiritual types of uh, artwork. I used to do outer planets uh, I did things that they've done, uh, they found, but I didn't know because I didn't, I, I wasn't an astronomer, nor did I look through a telescope or have any knowledge of it. But I really enjoyed doing space, and uh, I know you've seen artwork like that, sort of ethereal or spiritual or put uh, places in space. So I guess everybody has a niche. And I also did pyramids in different colors. I like pyramids. But I don't know what that's called, uh, but it was from Mexico. A gentleman trained me from South America in Hawaii, and he came up and showed me how he'd do it put different colors down and make things. And uh, I don't know, I could just show people how it was done, but that came from South America. It's a different technique. But I'm looking forward to learning yours and your, uh, I think it's your son, but it's your grandson. How are you and how are you related to Rich? So no, I'm not... <laughs> go ahead, Jack, go ahead. No, you go ahead. So Jack's sister... Lois is Rich's mother. Okay, so that's his, well, instead of his grandson, it's his once removed by his sister. It's his nephew. Right. But they're of the same blood by his sister's son. Okay, now, uh, Jack, did you have any sons or only daughters? Five sons. No, I've got five sons. Are they all alive? Well, no, you can tell the difference between one and the other, you know. <laughs> they're, they're all alive. They're How many daughters do you living. have? I have two daughters. Are you so telling me you've got more. seven children alive <laughs> on planet Earth? Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> they're all healthy. Wow. Are they're, you Catholic? <laughs> no. No, no. I'm, I'm nothing. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> You're nothing. You're just spiritual. <laughs> That's right. You're yeah. of the absolute, of the infinity, right? Yeah, I say infinity <laughs> squared. Well, right. uh, very artistic and scientific, but you use both sides of your brain, which we call whole brain thinking. Obviously, you're very good at it. Well, uh, will your family understand that your legacy is very important to the world and to America and that you have a certain style? And that you're well, uh, now. Let's go ahead. What what well, comes I, to you? I, I, every artist hopes that his work, you know, is uh, proved valuable, and so that it's, you know, it's made more popular in the sense that people are getting more understanding of it. You know what I'm what I'm trying to do. The artist has a message. You know, he's trying to say something, and so it's really uh, it's really important that people uh, get a chance to see it and uh, buy it and uh, 
uh, get into it. It's uh, the arts of the, the the leader of society. They have it all backwards nowadays, politicians and stuff. But the creative people are the people you can count on. They're the ones that are actually seeing it a little bit forward, you know, positive way. <laughs> so after 90 years, I can hear in your voice that you've developed a philosophy with nature and that we would like to learn before you pass at 125. But in, by that time, by the time you reach 125, we should be able to keep you on the planet one way or the other, right? Either AI or something. Well, I'm a cyborg. I've got titanium in my neck. So I'm already considered a cyborg with biologists, which came on my show and called me a cyborg. And I got a little offensive because I didn't know, what do you mean I'm a cyborg? <laughs> but apparently he knew I had titanium in my neck. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's interesting. Well, well I don't, you I don't still have are you... titanium in my neck. There's nothing near my neck besides the neck. So that's... <laughs> what about any it? other place? Any other parts no been replaced? Knees? Elbows? No, 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 no. I'm all pretty much in one piece. A little problem with one finger. That's it. And, uh, really? So I, Your been, hips? Been, uh, no, I've been healthy health. all my life, and I'm, I'm staying yep. that way, yeah. Yep. Wow, so, good it, genes. Yeah, I oh, know. He's got per- TJ, he's got perfect health. Nothing wrong with his heart, nothing wrong with his lungs. Everything is in perfect health, so really kind of amazing. Oh, well, it's yeah. wonderful that I'm putting all my eggs in one basket with Jack because <laughs> I want him to teach me my art. I want you to get me uh, motivated out here. I live in a beautiful place in Florida with a beautiful backyard and trees and animals wow. and squirrels and birds and wow. lots of cats. And, yeah, well, but of, the ocean is beautiful here. Uh, the, it's beautiful blue water with white sand. It's absolutely gorgeous for tourists here. I've never seen it. Even in Hawaii, it wasn't like this. They had yellow sand. We have pure white sand with blue water where I am in Gulf Breeze, Gulf Breeze, Florida. Florida. I I want you to learn it. Yeah. 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 Pensacola. Yeah. We're right across the bridge that just got hurricane broke it up. Uh, but uh, I'm across the uh, bridge on the, uh, in Gulf Breeze. So where, Pen- where we have Pensacola Beach, uh, that's uh, actually on our part of the – across the bridge from Pensacola, but they call it Pensacola Beach, Yeah, mm-hmm. which is yeah. beautiful. I, but I, I gave talks there for a while. I was giving conferences around Florida. I lived on the beach in the Pensacola, actually. So oh my gosh! Time. When was this? Well, well, that's been that's been twenty years ago. But uh, I was living in a school bus with my family, and uh, so we just lived in a school bus on the beach and pushed it to get started. And uh, from there on, on, I, I just did better and better, giving conferences and things. And, uh, TJ, it was so, fifty years ago. Fifty years ago. Okay. This is getting better here? and better, though. His his aura. His, he left energy here, which is no coincidence that we're talking in the psychic world. Because part of you is still in Pensacola. We still have artists on the street here and a very oh. uh, nice group of people that do things on certain Saturdays, have different festivals and things like that. So you are probably instrumental in helping a lot of things that just, you know how you start energy, Jack, and it just yeah, keeps yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. So oh, 50 great. years later, they've still got things like that. So this is going to be exciting for me to 
you know, help pull your energy back with what you did here and what you're doing over there. Uh, I hope, I hope you come back with Suzanne and Rich because, uh, you know, we need you over here and to help get this all going again after COVID-19. Of course, if you want to, you know, do it else in the world, but, you know, that's strictly up to you. But I'm going to try to persuade you to come teach me how. But I can learn on Zoom no matter where you are, Jack, right, you, if, if you're willing to do that. That's, that's good. That's fun. Sure, I'd like, I'd like to do that. I, I'm just sort of a born teacher as well. I like teaching. At the same time as Stanley. Mm-hmm. So I've always been teaching. Well, that's so what I, I hope you'll do. You and, you and Rich both, and Rich will be uh, the other gentleman teaching us. Do you trust Rich to teach us properly your way of, of uh, the uh, Rutherford way of, of painting? You think he's got it down? The Jack Harris well, we, Rutherford way? I was, I, was, I was an influence on him, of course, when he was studying with me, but now he's developed all sorts of different ideas as well. So he's completely independent, but uh, but the artists influence each other, and so that was that's what happened. And so uh, I learned from him, and he learned from me. So it's it's a uh, it's a very democratic process. But artists, it's influencing. Artists, okay. Well, this is good. Yeah. This we need to teach the philosophy with nature and our art and our education, and, and that it is a culture. And I think that's you awesome. have touched on the fact that through the years, there's a culture that you've extended the world and we want to tap into that source so we can continue it and uh, use what you do uh, as American artists. And, you know, you continued it over in Europe, but uh, we're hoping to bring you back over here. And I can't, I can't uh, tell you how much I look forward to promoting your art and uh, your cataloged art with rich. Now, rich, Rich is getting the idea that I'm I'm probably going to be here for a while, but I've doing, been doing my art has been uh, my voice lately, getting people connected conversation wise, like well, that's Suzanne. Important. Yeah, that's important. But that's Suzanne that's and I can do psychic work, but occasionally I'd like to get up and maybe you know do an art piece or something. But it's going to well, take me a while that, yeah. to get back into the to the genre. You know, or well, the artwork. Well, just come but over other people. To... Go ahead. I was going to say, just, just, come, just come on over to, over to Spain and I'll teach you. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay. Is that, uh, if yeah, let's make that a reality. Suzanne, did well, you hear what he said? I did. But, you know, um, uh, I are you are you somebody who likes to fly, TJ? Oh yeah, I've got lots and lots of lots of those cards, but I haven't flown since uh, twenty. Uh, when did those towers come down? I went. My f- stepfather died uh, that week, and I had I was on a big truck out west, and uh, my I was teaming with my husband at the time, Thomas R. Morris, Agent Morris, and. Uh, he dropped me off out somewhere in uh, uh, Oklahoma or Texas or near Denver, somewhere out there, and I flew over to bury my father, stepfather that pretty much raised me from the time I was 12 in Houston. The next morning I woke up, and uh, they, my mother woke us up saying they were bombing the twin, you know, the towers. 843 or so and uh, we couldn't believe it you know I was at my mother's house 
But what was funny was her whole family was together with her when this happened, and she was just beside herself. But I haven't flown since that day. I haven't uh, had a reason to. Well, I've had reasons. I just didn't want to. But, yeah, I'll get back on a plane and come out there, Suzanne, if uh, we can get this going and you invite me, and we can do do a whole fun festival, I hope, with – I'd like to include Tara and – uh, Stan, if you can make that happen, you know, that we all work together on taking these uh, from one city to the next, a little traveling caravan of, of artists. Uh, do you fly, Suzanne? Apparently we know Jack does. <laughs> my my suitcase is packed and my passport's in my purse. I'm on the way to the airport now. Just say when. No problem. Wow. Oh, I've got to get a passport. They took all mine back. Mine were of different colors uh, in and out of country. So they took all mine back uh, uh, when I left Hawaii. My husband, GS-13, took my passport. I don't know why, but uh, we had certain ones given to us when we traveled in and out of country by the government, and then they'd take them back. It's sort of like a... Embassy, you know, things. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, I shouldn't have said well, that word. <laughs> well, anyway, but anyway. Back on the records, be on the records again there. Well, it'd be, it'd be nice to meet you, though. Next time I come back to Dana Point, I'll, I'll make an effort. <laughs> Are you going to remember my name, Teresa? But Teresa, oh. sure, yeah, that's no problem. That's no problem. <laughs> no. No problem. He's, he's sharp as a tack. Yeah. Okay, does. good. Yeah. He can get me sharper. I need I need some training. I need a good teacher. So I look well, forward okay. to that, Jack. I really do. Okay. I hope you can close out all your homes and your schools and get all your artwork cataloged and <laughs> excuse me, well, family looking. helping you. This is America's well, legacy too because you were born here. And see, I'm global. I think well, universally and then you know, galactically, intergalactically, and then planet-wise. But these are things that can go on and on and tell a history. Oh, of course they are. The art is universal. The art itself is universal. You know, Rembrandt's Rembrandt's a universal (laughs) uh, means of expression, you know, so that's where the people benefit because everybody can get into it. You know, it's not not something exclusive. So everybody has a... uh, the door open for, for understanding artists. It's really, really important that they uh, give a little more, little more emphasis to the arts and the and artists now. Instead of, I mean, there's a lot of very positive things going on. And I think the artist is a visionary. He's the one that gives the people the, the idea that there's, you know, there's hope out there and that, that people are still creating. No, art's, art's actually the most important of the bunch, you know, even, even more so than the politicians. Watch it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Wow, this is great. We'll have a philosophy. It'll be the Jack Harris Rutherford philosophy of life in our school here, whatever it's going to be called. But my association, folks, is ACO for Ascension Center Organization for Raising Consciousness and Awareness of the Ancient Cultures and New Thought Teachings, Jack. Ancient Cultures and New Thought Teachings. And uh, we help a lot of people that uh, just – free social network volunteers and then as we bring people into our social network they learn their skills and then we invite them to our conferences or they help plan the cities 
to help uh, mm-hmm. starving artists, musicians, fundraisers like Willie Nelson. I'm sure you've heard of his farm aid, things like that, right? So yeah, we, yeah. we've mm-hmm. got other, yeah, and musicians. And I ha- I worked with We Are the World, uh, uh, Michael Jackson and his, his writing songs. And uh, he came to see me as a psychic in Hawaii and, so he and well, I discussed yeah. nonprofit associations and then helping Las Vegas. And I went in and out of Las Vegas a lot, uh, you know, with the government and then also as a president, CEO of a corporation and as an artist and a psychic. So I've, I've worn several hats at wow. the same time in Vegas. Now, if you had to go to Vegas to uh, do a conference, you'd be willing to do that. If if we had a bunch of artists, Stan Lee, before he died, he did the American Library Association with us because he was very much, you know, into helping people network, and he showed up. I, I meant to go there. I was really planned there, but my daughter was so sick that he passed away. I missed I missed him. I missed Stan. He mm-hmm. followed me on UFO Digest. He liked my superpowers. I was going to be oh. on one of his superpower shows through, uh, well, later oh, on he had that, sounds, but it's fun. Well, well, you can see where this is going, right, Jack, that we will be interested in your brain, sharp as a tack at 90, traveling the world, good health, you know, mm-hmm. going to get everything cataloged, your legacy, we're going to build on that, we hope, well, with Rich. <laughs> you, if you want to see original works, I have uh, numbers of them stored in La Manzanilla with a woman uh, called Mazinka. And she has a whole room full of my artwork there, which I couldn't take with me. And so if you wanted to see originals at, uh, in La Manzanilla, you could, you could actually go by and see number of those works. Well, I won't be able to go by there, but we can ask them if they will photograph them. And uh, Rick... Uh, Rich can tell you how many, I guess, pixels it needs to be to put on on a website. But we'll put uh, different sizes and then hopefully make uh, G-clays. I hope oh, the plan yeah, is uh, the same thing Rich good. is doing so we can okay. sell them. I already told Suzanne I want a percentage. Uh, Jack, hold on, 303-515, you calling from Denver? Did you want to talk to us or you just listening? Well, I've been I've, I've been talking to you and and, uh, and listening both, but uh, I'll have to pass you back to uh, to Rich now. Okay. Okay. Thank okay, you, Jack. So but nice nice talking to you. And here's, here's Rich again. Okay. okay. Thank you. Hi. Okay. We Hi, have Rich. a three hundred three. Rich number. Hello. Okay. Take that. Take hey, that three hundred three number. Okay. Three hundred three. Did you want to talk to us, or did you come for a reading, or what's up for you? Oh, well, they're just listening, TJ. Okay, they just tuned in. Okay. Well, uh, I think the show's going pretty good because uh, we're we're the team, uh, and we I hope to bring back in Stan and Tara during the fall or maybe the spring. But uh, we'll work on that, folks, because we're entertainers and we have skills, and so we invite you to our club and. Hopefully, we'll get to know you better, and uh, we're going to hopefully put our psychic networks together and have our psychics and have our artists and work together, and maybe even Stan will bring in the musicians. That'll be his part. We've talked to him about it, uh, but here's another person. Let me see 
Suzanne, if you want to do readings. 856, you're live and on the air with Suzanne and Teresa. Are you calling in for a reading or you just want to talk with us? No, no, I was calling in for a reading. Is that okay? Uh, Yeah, who is this? This is Laura. Hi, Laura. Where are you calling from? I'm in New Jersey. Okay, well... Um, I think it's been a while. Oh, good, but you've called before. I recognize your voice. Yeah, it's been a while, though. <laughs> it sounds you? like all the Annas. There's a lot of We're... girls that have the same voice in New <laughs> Jersey, Manhattan, and New York. No, and no, swear, no. their waves are so interesting. But you go ahead, uh, Suzanne, and we're listening, but uh, I'm going to mute okay. myself. But you go ahead okay. today. Go right ahead. Okay. 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 Uh, so, first name is... Laura. Okay. And what's your date of birth? October 1st, 63. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, I know thank you. Were just you. A, I know you were a beautiful baby. Oh, my gosh. What a nice thing to have you, have you call and talk to us on your birthday. I love it. Okay. So uh, you need people around you that are honest, true, faithful, and come from a place of integrity if I were to ask you what was the most important thing in your life, you would tell me loyalty was first. If I asked you what was the difference between love and loyalty, you would say that the separation of love and loyalty is a lie because you think that love without loyalty can't exist. I would agree with you. Um, yeah. I, I like your generosity, but you you have a specific question for me, and I only I'm very rigid about this. I only do one question. I won't do two or three questions. And so you can ask me one question about yourself, but you want to talk about a relationship issue you have going on at the moment. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm, great. I'm, I mean, I, I'm hoping for that somewhere down the road, but we're, actually my most pressing issue is getting a job and situated. Oh, good. That's excellent. What kind of work do you do? So I develop training and I do change management. Okay. Hmm. You the the phone for some reason or another. It's like you do some sort of manage management. I picked up, but I didn't understand what kind. Yeah. So well. So I usually will. I'm usually managing the the training implementation and rollout for a global training program. Okay. So I. Um, but I I do it as a contractor, and unfortunately, okay. we, because of COVID, I've been out of work since March. Right, right. A lot of people have been out of work. Um, people in the in- event industry and so forth have, you know, they basically don't have any work. So here's here's an interesting comment about you. You have a way of helping people to understand education and the tools of education for your industry in a way that makes it seem sort of more effortless than it really is. And you do have a good presence. You have um, your vocal presence, listening to your voice. You have, you have nice clarity and you have a good ability to speak up. So I think that you're in a stage of trying to make a decision about what sort of a transition you should be involved in. And your transition, of course, is going to be to an online um, presence of teaching classes online, which is where most people are going to be doing their work um, in this chapter of our history. So 
I really want to encourage you to understand that this is not a bad thing. It's uncomfortable because it's brand new and it's different and it's uncomfortable because you don't know. But I want to assure you it's going to make your world better if you can set aside your fear and your doubt and your um, difficulties you have about doing something new. Um, But you are the person who's very charismatic, very engaging, and people naturally trust you. Once you start talking, people trust you, and they want you to come up with solutions for them. So you are the solution expert who helps people find um, a way to keep their business going and keeping it current. So that's lovely news. I don't think you have anything to worry about except for the fact that you just have to format differently. Yeah, well, so I'm used to training uh, over, you know, the Internet and everything like mm-hmm. that. Okay. But I, I will tell you that it is better to be present in and in doing an instructor-led course. Mm-hmm. Um, the dynamics right. are completely different. Right. So, but right. given the situation where we're at, we are, right. we're just going to have to adjust. Well, yeah. that's. You know, it's kind of an interesting thing. I understand what you're saying. I did um, a lot of online courses with, um, what is it called? I did a, I did a series of um, classes with Mind Valley Academy. And I did, you know, I did a whole bunch of instructors and teachers and everything else. And it really helped me. It really created new understanding, and I learned a lot. And then I went and I did an in-person intensive with Mary Morrissey. And the difference was... Um, you know, it was dramatic. I agree with you yeah. that on mm-hmm. that in in person um, presence and the connecting and everything else. But here's an interesting thought. I mean, just just to think about it, I found that when I went to the Mary Morrissey seminar one year, it was a good number. But then I went to the seminar another year, and she had added so many people that I really didn't feel as if I got a lot out of it. So working one on one you know, with people, you know, doing those classes, it's um, it's interesting because you are able to instruct a group. So you must have an idea of how large a group you can work with, but when you go online, your number and the number of times that people can study your material is unlimited. So there's plus and minus for each scenario, and I think you're talented enough to make this transition. I'd like yeah, to I'm... hire her myself. <laughs> I don't have a what problem do? with doing it that way. I'm just saying that, so my whole background, my education and everything is instructional design. So that's, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem Wonderful. with it. Thank, right. Yeah, thank but, you. I'm just trying to get the, job, get the job. Since it's your birthday, can I do a, a tarot card reading on you? Yeah, sure. That would, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, is that okay, Suzanne? I'm gonna. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna mute myself. Okay. That way, the sound comes across better for everybody. I'm using my phone, uh, not the uh, one into the studio. I'm using a cell phone. So tell me if I cut out, because if you're into instruction and, and the internet, you know how where we are now. But what I'm gonna do is uh, do what I. <laughs> do best actually I just don't enjoy doing it uh, in the entertainment space but I'm I'm getting better after eight years Laurel and is it L-A-U-R-E-L or is it L-A-U-R-A it's L-O-R-A oh 
L-O-R-A. All right. Well, I'm going to pull your cards and see what the uh, – we, we call it infinity, says for you. Uh, happy birthday. You're – oh, okay. I see. You have in the past uh, – this is how, what I get from when I connect. Uh, all psychics are mystics in a way, and uh, my mystical ability is my gift to see things about you – coming in on your birthday through your voice only because I've never met you and uh, that I know of. Can you verify that you've never met me? You you don't know me, right? No. (laughs) But but do you follow my show? Have you been a follower? I, I know I've called in before, just I think it's been a while. Okay, well, I appreciate your uh, finding me again and finding Suzanne. We're hoping this is going to work out during the day because we're usually at night. But let me tell you the visions that come to me, but I I have a tool, uh, the Tarot, and what I'm seeing is you've been a very beautiful woman in the past, in your past lives, which you liked, but you had an upheaval in a past life that you were working out as a a masculine energy, okay? But you were all about learning about the entire world, so you had a very deep curiosity in your past lives of four. So you should be able in this ascension age be able to find your past four lives, and I encourage you to do that. Now, the sole purpose that you came in with was very, very high order to make change, not just in your life, but in order to make a difference with the entire planet, the entire universe, actually, you have a very, very high guide, okay? She's all about love and abundance and working with you and your higher self to make money because uh, your money card's up right now, okay, on your birthday. It's very good. It's very high. Uh, eight is a money number. It's uh, abundance. It's uh very, very supportive of you right now. So I would get to work on LinkedIn and uh, Indeed and all those places today. If you can get to an Internet and get your energy out there, update everything about you, your contract work, your training unfolding, and also, if you don't mind, it's in your cards to say that you have – some of the highest guides available to you on four, but they're going to take you in the fourth dimension through into meeting your higher self because you're all about that education. You have this ability, especially in the future, because you're going to educate yourself one, two more times, and uh, you're going to raise your level right now at eight to a 10 to a master number. And master, uh, mastering how you sit down and look at how you make money and your family in the future is already planned. Uh, the gentleman is uh, Caucasian. Let me – hold on. Is he? No, maybe he's not. He has black hair, I think blue eyes. I don't know if that matters to you or not, but he's sort of a mixture. To me, sort of a pale, I don't know, he may be mixed, but it's okay because that's not all what I'm trying to see with the universe of what you've got planned in your higher self. 
Now, you know that spiritually you have a large uh, commitment, we'll say, okay, a very large commitment, especially on your birthday, because this is like a New Year's Day where you look at yourself and you reflect. Now, let me pull a card for you because your money is there, your past lives are four, and you have this gentleman out there. But he's carrying in a heavy load right now, and so what we need to do is see how you guys can find each other during this COVID-19 because we're still going to keep distance between us, but how are you supposed to meet this person? Now, did you set up anything on your uh, refrigerator or next to your computer, your uh, manifestation? You know what I'm talking about, like a board um, so, no, not really. I haven't done that. <laughs> oh, well, could you, could you help your higher self do that? Because it really helps if you can visualize what you want. So it will manifest in your higher self because your left brain needs to get out of the way logically. So you can use your right brain and whole brain thinking is what it's all about now. That's what we all teach. And that's why with you unfolding your educational side, in order to meet this gentleman, you have to incorporate both sides of your brain, sort of like using your imagination. And since you're so left brain logical, you, you, uh, this will be a stretch for you <laughs> to make up imaginary world that you're creating yourself. So that's why we make these storyboards. It, I know it's used in entertainment a lot. That's we, we always do a storyboard before we make a movie. You know, We want to know who, what, when, pe- people, places, things. So I'm going to ask you to, with a stretch of your imagination and uh, to trust your higher self, uh, you have a beautiful white rose. What does the white rose mean to you? Um, right off the bat, I just think of purity. Beautiful. All right. So what is what is a, a bird like an eagle or some beautiful phoenix? What would a, something imaginary mean to you? You have to make up your own bird. Don't ask me which one it is, but I'm looking at it. So what is that to you? To me, uh, I would think a phoenix rising up okay. out of the ashes, kind of like a beautiful. caterpillar and a Okay. Awesome. Very, very good. Now, we've been talking a lot today about painting. I'd like to suggest that you take everything that you're listening to here now and create your inspiration and your abundance on paper. You could go today and gift yourself at, uh, I don't know, one of these places if you don't have any uh, pencils. Some colored pencils. Uh, do you have anything artistic, like white paper or anything? Uh, I do, actually. I, I have a book of blank paper for that you can use for drawing. So I do have that. Well, would you do that today? I know it sounds like a sacrifice on your birthday, but it's really a gift to you. It's self-sacrifice through bleeding heart uh inspiration into the oneness of everything and they're asking me to tell you that this has to do with your future fertility so are you waiting on a baby 
No, I'm way past that age. <laughs> what about memory? What about memory? Memory? memory. What do you mean? Well, uh, working with your higher self to create your uh, pyramid of uh, ascension, of, of as you pass through third, fourth, and in fifth dimension, in order to vision, envision the other worlds, your inner hearing, your inner visions. So are you willing to go there with your higher self? And what would be the purpose of doing that? What would happen? So you, can, so you can bring into reality, 3D reality, exactly what you want to create for yourself. It's like painting the picture. That's the point of the, the paper, is to get right. your mind logically. Right. We're all vibrations, right? Can I, can I interrupt for a second here, Oh, yeah, go ahead. Take over. That's, that's the reading for you on your birthday. But, yeah, let me turn it back over to Suzanne because she's getting a hit for you. Go ahead. Hi. Hi. What she's really talking about is she's talking about. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Uh, Okay. She's talking about you accessing um, what we would call your potential, your subconscious state, and being able to connect to it. So when she, you said to her, she said, "Well, what you said, what would be the point of doing that?" Um, the point of it would be to bring in to full potential. So you're in a stage, and we we hit this stage. Every time we have our birthday, we hit a stage. And it's kind of like a door opens in front of us, and we choose. Do we walk through the door and accept the new abundance, the new opportunity, and um, the gifts that we've worked hard to get, or do we refuse the gifts and do we refuse the opportunity and stay where we know we're comfortable and we don't have to make any changes. And so when you involve yourself in this process, because it's more than just the the world, it's more of your spiritual potential, but you always have the right to refuse. You always have the right to refuse. So in asking you to accept, we're asking you to acknowledge your higher self your subconscious state, your greater potential. And you say that you want to take and be working and producing income, and this is your opportunity. It's such a lovely thing that you've called on your birthday because this is your great opportunity today. Okay. Well, I will, okay. I will, I will take, apply myself to that today. <laughs> and... <laughs> Good. Thank you. Um, it's Thank such a you. lovely okay. thing. It's really, it's really. I'm very happy for you. It's well, hard I'm happy right I now. I called in. <laughs> me too. Let me tell you, Laura, L O R A. One of my, one of my people that have been with me for years, listened uh, and called in, and she has two different dates in our archives of having psychic readings here, free, folks. Free. We only do this once a week, but uh, Laura, she thanked me just recently, and it's the best gift I could have ever gotten because 
everybody questions themselves, especially when they're out of work. I'm out of work too. And so all I have is my gifts to give back to the universe. So I do this free, but it still costs me to get online, right? So I'm trying to create a company called American Communications Online. But if you'd like to help me, that would be great because I could have, I, I would need your insight as to what you do. So I'm going to give you my TJ Mars agency at gmail.com in case I can help you and, and maybe get help you find a something or help, you know, plug into your energy, which I've never offered to anybody before. But today's your birthday. It's the first time for everything. But the point about this woman calling or emailing me, which I don't, I guess she had to find me on and she she did due diligence and found me and and just acted like she didn't even introduce, she just said, TJ, it's a very small paragraph I found in my email. She says, I, I, uh, you did a reading for me on such and such date, and, and another one at such and such date. They were a few years apart, but they were so well put about me that uh, I would like to go back and listen to them. Could you tell me how I could do that? So something inside her, and I don't ever tell people that I'm just keeping the archives, but I do. But she really needed to look at herself, and she she said the next she said in there that you said it so eloquently or something like that that you were so right on that I've remembered it. It changed my life. So Laura, I hope that somehow today, that what you're five years from now, you will go back and go, oh my God, you know that was on my birthday, and I hope that I'm still here to have archives for you. <laughs> Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I hope so too because I will follow up with you. I promise. Good, good. What well, tjmarsagency at gmail dot com. Okay. I don't know why we're having feedback. I've got everything turned off. But, but I thank you for calling and being a part of my show on your birthday. Thank you very much, both of you. I really appreciate the reading. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, let me see if this 303 is hanging around, if they want a reading now. They've been very, uh, now that they know what we do. Area code 303-515, you're live and on the air. Did you want a reading or did you just want to share in our conversation or just listening? Hello? Yes, hi. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I heard I heard I heard you calling my area code earlier, but I had to step away from the phone for a moment, so that's why I couldn't respond. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, tell us your name and where nice you're calling from. You. Yeah, is it your birthday too, or <laughs> what no, you not even, today? not even. Okay, got another six months to go. <laughs> well, tell us who you are because we do uh, archive our association. We take donations to help keep this going. We've been doing this eight years, but we're starting all over today, and we're starting early in the day, so people are going to have to get used to, if they want like a free reading or be a part of our group or our show, to learn how to tune in. So I'm very curious. I had two people from New York, and they fell off waiting while uh, we were giving a lesson, and then uh, you, the 303 showed up. So tell me... Please, uh, for the record, uh, we're recording this, and you know this is entertainment uh-huh. only. Well, we say right. for education and entertainment purposes, but tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what made you call in today, and then we'll work with you. 
Well, my name is Allison, and I'm in Arizona, and I am, you know, this is this is my, you know, I like afternoon programs, actually, quite a lot. So this is a good time for me to catch radio shows. So saw you on the air. I thought, huh. And I recognize Suzanne's name because she, oh, hey, you know what? Let me think about it. Maybe it was the both of you. But I recognize Suzanne's voice. I recognize her name, but I recognize her voice. From, she did a little mini reading for me. Uh, I don't know, I don't know, you know, in the recent past, um, about, say, uh, a relocation question that I had. And I recognized her voice, and I I still remember what her answer was because I I posed the question of I'd had it, that I'd had two different locations, uh, um, two different locations, meaning two different states, not cities, but two different states, uh, candidate states in mind for the for the relocation and she um I don't know if she's if she's on the air if she's listening right now but I'm, I'm listening right now. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. And, and uh yeah I recognize and I remember talking about it and, and what your and what your response was to that question and <laughs> and uh, I and the voice and everything. We talked about it a little bit. So um, I just thought, oh yeah, I remember them. So <laughs> I thought, oh, I yeah, yeah, I remember you now because your number. I kept saying Denver three hundred three, and you were like Arizona. It's just my. You told That's me when you were old, in Arizona. I had that phone number. I used to live in. I used to live in Colorado, and I, I've moved. I mean, oh my God, I you know, <laughs> like I left. I bailed from Colorado in you know two thousand two thousand. Yeah, like years, seven, eight years ago. So I just kept the phone number because I like it. If I changed okay. my phone number every time I moved, I would never be able, I would have to, I would never know my own phone number. But my phone number is so memorable. It's so easy. So I'm just keeping my number. I'm just going to keep changing addresses. But the but the phone number stays the same. So okay. the well, number Allison. is history. <laughs> Ancient history. So your name is Allison? Is your name uh-huh. Allison? Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you'll, since you're already plugged into Suzanne and I, uh, go ahead and, uh, Suzanne, uh, I'm going to mute and you take over. So this is Allison on our show today, and uh, uh, we'll get back to Rich. Oh, we're only going to have 15 more minutes. All right. Well, okay. this may or may not be our last one, but go ahead. <laughs> Allison, tell me <laughs> what the weather's like in your area today, please. Well, it is October 1st. We're still in the hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, I it is it has been the worst summer on record. Wow. In Arizona. Wow. For heat, for the not for, for and all across the board heat. It is the start of when uh, the, the 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 early start of the hundreds when we get into uh-huh. the hundreds in April. That was early. The amount of 100 degrees and above days we've had, the duration of the heat. I mean, every factor that you can dream up and that scientists record for heat, it has been broken. And also we've had the driest record, uh, driest monsoons. Most people don't know that Arizona has a monsoon season. Right. And our monsoon season runs officially from June 15th to September 30th. That's when the monsoons are very intense. They come and go, but they are also uh, they also supply the water 
that Arizona needs for the year. So it's like, you know, crash course in water and then and then we're supplied. We've had we got and normally uh we're supposed to get normal normal year uh in those few months in Phoenix I'm just talking Phoenix now because it's a little bit different depending on where you go in Arizona, but I'm talking specifically Phoenix area. We're, we're supposed to get about two and a half inches to three inches of rain in that monsoon season. We have had one inch and it happened in in two separate days, one day in June, uh, one day in July, and one day in August. That's it. Wow! So wow, we that is are amazing. in a very well, drought. Doesn't begin to describe it. That's the weather that's happening in in in, in Arizona. It's going to get worse. It's I I keep saying it's the dust bowl and the making all over again, but. But that's you asked you asked the question, but I have to really uh, give a fuller description because this has been the most severe uh, summer we've ever had, and in conjunction with the lockdown, you know, with the pandemic lockdown, it has been brutal here. It's just been brutal, 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 brutal summer. I can't wait to get out of here. I am so done with this. Anyway, so that's so we're over 100. We're supposed to be, you know, we're still over 100. I think it's 105 or something like that today. We're in October. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. So, yeah. So that's I, I'm going to give you. I'm gonna, that's okay. So I have been in um, Arizona during the monsoon season, and oh, great. Um, and and I am familiar with the. Uh, for the longest time, the uh, record for Phoenix was. Uh-huh. 48 days where it was 108 day and night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so to hear that that record has been broken is kind of disturbing. Um, So um, based on what you told me, based on what you you told me, and and I, I, you know, Phoenix and Tucson, I I like Tucson because at least it cools down at night. But um, I do love I love Phoenix. I love Phoenix too, oh, um, but oh, only bring me there between November and April. Okay. We are snowbird country, man. And yeah. a lot of snowbirds they leave. They don't wait. They leave. Um, they they leave like they start like like they start to leave in February because even though we haven't reached 100 degrees yet in February, it used to be we would hit 100 degrees in in May. May, early right. May, but now it's moved to April. And so um, the snowbirds, you can see the snowbirds are getting out earlier and earlier in the year. Each, I, wouldn't each be surprised time. If, I wouldn't be surprised if in, in, in five years down the road that the snowbirds are bailing in January. Like January 1st, okay. so we're out. Once so I want to say something. I want to so share me. with you ladies in the world out there real quick, Suzanne, that the two times in my mind that I remember with my husband's was in out there, either in Tucson or Phoenix area, mm-hmm. in a hot tub looking up at the stars. And this mm-hmm. is two times, and, you know, I'm, I'm 68, I'll be 69 December, but I've had several husbands in the military, but I was going... And I just had to say that for some reason, you girls brought back the memories of having my <laughs> arms on the edge in my bathing suit, looking up at the stars and feeling oh. like I was in contact with everything universally all the way up. I just had an out-of-body experience. So that's one yeah. place out there, folks, in Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, 
I guess that's where you're talking about, right? In Colorado, right. too. I love Colorado. But I just had to say that, that that's some of the most beautiful open sky and stars, especially if you're sitting in a hot tub. Okay, back to you, girls. <laughs> oh. So, so Allison, you have described a story about yourself that I find really interesting. You've described a story of having endured challenges having um, dealt with information from the past and having um, having to overcome your own personal conflicts in order to achieve a goal. This is what you have described to me, okay? So I want you to realize that you really are in a transition stage. This is a difficult stage because there's so many factors that are out of your control. So. So here's here's how I've been approaching things. And, um, you know, my husband's an artist, and I'm a psychic, and I always tell people I'm a professional psychic because I've been figuring out how to get paid for my work. Um, but but I've figured out how to make a living during, the, during this pandemic. And the funny thing of it is is that 90% of the phone, well, most, none of the phone calls really relate. You're the first person to mention oh, these are my circumstances due to the current pandemic. But you have a really interesting part of yourself. You have an ability to accumulate knowledge and information, and you really are one of those people that needs to find an outlet to share your information. I think this is your great um, frustration, that you have knowledge, you have understanding, you have wisdom, and you have um that to share, and you haven't found an avenue, a venue, in order to take and connect with that. And so this is the problem. Um, You know, there's other things that you would like, but I think that if you really felt that your knowledge, which is your blessing, was being shared, that you would benefit other people, and other people in turn would benefit you. And I, I agree that this is where the disconnect is at the moment. So that's my encouragement for you is to ask, you know, the affirmation is is, um, the universe provides me with illumination in order to share my gift. The universe provides me with the illumination to share my gift. And And then your need is answered. But I would, if I were you, I would feel frustrated to have as much knowledge, information, and wisdom and not to be sharing it would become a source of difficulty for me if I were in your spot, just being honest mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I don't know you. I can't see your face. I can't pick up any of your indications. But is that, does that fit with what's going on in your life today? Well, it's actually kind of, it kind of circles back to um, why, why I remember uh, have your name and having spoken with you on, on another radio show in the it was in the evening. So um, when I had asked about the two different locations, state locations for a move that is a pretty substantial move, and and it's funny that because uh, because and I'm not going to say what the states are, and mm-hmm. I'm not even sure I said what the states were. I think I called them state one and state two, you know, or A and B, okay. something like. Uh-huh. Even when you and I talked before, because I don't want to identify them, and I right. um, for a number of reasons, and so um, and so it's so funny because um, you had said A was better, and I looked into had been looking into A pretty seriously, and, and, and but B B is the one that 
keeps calling to me. B is the one that I in my heart it makes my heart go flutter. B is the mm-hmm. one that all signs point to B. All all signs keep pointing to B. My own spirit keeps pointing me to B. So and I remember that really because you said A. You said you said A. You should go to A, but there's, you'll have a feeling about B. Well, B's one out. I'm going to say that A is really off the table now. But part of what uh, is so important about B is not just the physicality of the of the location and geography and the sea, you know, the climate and all of that, which is very cost of living. All these factors that you have. The politics are very, very important. Most important are the politics, uh, the governor and so on. Is that I'm looking for my tribe, and the tribe is goes back to what you were just talking about: is having a having a place where uh, I, I don't know, well, I guess an avenue. Of, of, of a storehouse of experiences and knowledge, life experience. People have said, you should write a book, you should write a book, you should write, and I would never write a book about my life. And um, I just, uh, that is why be one out. And, and, and that actually is probably the number one reason state B wins is because I keep feeling my people are going to be there. My tribe is going to be there. I might find some people I get along with in A, but B is where I feel I'm in my element. And then hopefully this knowledge and everything else that you were just talking about can find an audience. Oh, I don't want to call it an audience. You know, kinship, kinship, kinship. So so I had to kind of circle that back because really all the pieces kind of fit into place in this discussion. So um, Mm. I wanted to let you know that. That um, uh, you know that it that I've connected all the dots <laughs> from a previous uh, you know from a previous reading as well on the radio. B wins, and I'm liking B. The more I research B, and the more I see what is happening there in the political uh, climate, uh, I, I I keep getting confirmations. That's the place. That's the place, and I just keep getting this feeling that when I get there and get settled in, I'm going to start meeting people, and I'm going to start going, wow, I wish I'd done this sooner. Because well, it'll be a dialogue that will resonate. I'm happy for you. I'm really happy for you, and thank you for sharing. And um, it's a really good yeah. point to make, Allison. It's very helpful on your part. You know, there is there is free will. So um, that is the, ultimately, you're the one who decides your own fate. Ultimately, it's your decisions and following your own advice that will bring you the greatest happiness. Sometimes just airing out what it is that you're thinking about uh, kind of focuses the mind and it gets you working in the direction that you, you know, you should be going. But that's very helpful and very sweet of you to share that. And I really appreciate that. There are times. There are times where, uh, because of our nation is in such the critical state that it's in right now, and the options are many, and uh, and there's a lot of confusion for a lot of people right now, for many reasons, and sometimes you have to not you have to, but sometimes you you can talk to a, a limited number of people and get their shake, let's say. But ultimately, in my case anyway, I 
ultimately it's really about, well, they, you know, I would never listen to anybody tell me what to do ultimately except for two people in my life because ultimately you have to know what works best for you and no, no, few people, few people can really know that. And so other people's in, input is merely something to think about but not to follow is what I'm trying to say. You use the information, you take it for what it is, you keep it, or you or you discard it. That's part of the process when there's decisions to be made in a time of confusion. That's that's a skill that I have. Um, not everyone has that skill, but I appreciate the... Sometimes I appreciate the input, <laughs> even if it's not accurate, because it helps me to discern what really is true. That's great. And that's just that's a really general, good. general comment. It's to life, right? You know, right? You gotta, you gotta discern what's real and what's true for yourself, and that only you can do that. So, in a way, it's it's nice to see you on in the daytime here. By the way, <laughs> these are oh, sort of thanks. my good hours. So, but anyway, so there's that, and it really wasn't a psychic reading as much as it was maybe just a, a kind of a, 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 a you know a, a little chat. But there you go. <laughs> And a, and okay, a new educational educational um, bit about the, the weather of Arizona. I would not recommend that anybody move to Arizona unless they are prepared <laughs> for a dust bowl in the coming ten years. I mean, they they wow. got to know what they're getting getting into, man. At least southern Arizona, uh, northern Arizona is very different climate up there. Although oh, I really thought I was going to live in Arizona too, but I'm in the Panhandle. We keep having hurricanes down here. But listen, Allison, if you will, please email me at tjmarsagency at gmail.com and uh, just stay in touch with me. But uh, I'll get you in touch, too, with Suzanne. But I want to grow our Ascension Center belief system so we can do more psychic readings. And uh, I'd just like to start getting people involved with Suzanne and I, uh, officially, and Rich. Officially today, uh, normally I would have like a clipboard out if we're working with people, and uh, you're going to be part of this recording, so uh, hopefully people can hear you and what you're about, and someday you'll come back and listen too and say, wow, you know, it's fun to to go back and look at where you were, but thank you for being a part of our show today, and uh, We really appreciate you remembering Suzanne's voice, and uh, very, very, hope, yeah, very much. Hope that you'll come back and thank you for saying that you liked us during the day because this is a yeah, test. I do, and uh, yeah, I do. You like I have, I have. I'm very nocturnal, so for me, the daytime. I just, I, I, the afternoon is my wake up time. So it's kind of like nice. having radio and co- having radio and coffee. It's uh, oh, two o'clock in the afternoon it. here. So I love it. It's my it's my it's my jam. Okay, good. Well, good. Thank you. Good. Well, for well, me. Stay anyway. in touch. Let's try to grow okay. something, folks. Uh, yeah. All you people out there, we do this, and uh, believe it or not, I've got uh, Suzanne and Rich both on my PayPal account for TJ Mars Agency because, as of today, we're going to start monitoring people and asking them to be in our association either ACE Folk Life Association or ACO Association. American Communications Online is my business. 
And we're going to start growing that. We don't know what that looks like yet. Right now it's American Communications Online, and you people are being a part of that because right now it's a holding company. But if you'd like to help with donations, we'd really appreciate it so we can run our domains and get to you and put out articles and uh, newsletters and mainly this radio show. And I'm actually uh, starting to pay out of our company for doing videos training videos as well. So any of you people out of jobs, let's know. All right. Thank you, Jay. Some of them want to get used by 